For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Friday to you. Welcome into the program where will be our Christmas edition of the show. And I hope that you are starting the day off well. As Sessie just said, it is chilly. That wind chill down into the teens. Um, I actually left the house in just a t-shirt and a jacket, which was probably not the best plan, but I had to wear one of my Christmas t-shirts. I never am that kind of person that wears like holiday themed t-shirts. You know, for a Halloween guy, I don't really have a lot of Halloween shirts. I have a lot of like paranormal shirts, but not Halloween shirts. Uh, but when I was shopping a while back and I was in JCPenney, they had a they had two Christmas t-shirts that I had to get. So last night at bowling, I wore my one with the alien on it, wearing a Santa hat that says, I want to believe. And today I'm wearing one that has Bigfoot wearing a Santa hat that just says, believe. So you know that when I saw those, I had to get them. So today we will be joined later on in the program, uh, right after the 8 o'clock news, by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad and by Councilor-at-Large Shane Burgo. We'll talk about there hasn't been a lot of things going on with the council this week, but we'll kind of talk about some of the things that are coming up. We'll talk about what will happen at the beginning of the year and uh, we can talk about some of the other things that are just going on in the city. And, of course, we can talk about the holidays. Uh, and then next week will be Council President Morad's final appearance with us as the Council President. It seems like everything's lined up for Council at Large Naomi Carney to become the next Council President. And then I'll just work things out with her if that's the case uh, because of her work schedule. If you remember, she when she joined Council President Morad, we had to do it kind of right off the top of the show um, so that she could get to work on time. So I'll work on that with her and and figure out exactly what to do. Maybe it might be that, you know, that, that segment happens at 6 a.m. 
And, I, you know, obviously that time that we did it, I replayed it in the 8 o'clock hour. If it became a regular thing at that time, I'm not going to replay it every week at, at 8 o'clock. But because um, you'd have the ability to get it through podcasts. But, we, you know, we, if we just have to shift some things around, we will. And working on some other segments for 2024 here on the show. Uh, some folks that want to be able to come in and offer some uh, insight and information on a semi-regular basis. So we're working on putting all that together because, you know, we, that's what we want to do. We want to inform you here of all the things that are going on. We also want to be a place where we can talk about the issues of the day. We can also be a place where we can talk about things sometimes that don't even matter. And I think today is going to be one of those days where we can have a little bit of a hodgepodge of all of that as we are putting ourselves into holiday mode and getting ready for Christmas Eve on Sunday and Christmas Day on Monday. I will remind you that uh, we will not have our regular programming on Christmas Day. Obviously, everybody's taking the day off. Uh, however, we've got NFL programming for you pretty much uh, all weekend. So you'll be able to uh, hear all the games here on, on WBSM, including the Patriots on Sunday night against the Broncos. But we are just going to take a little holiday for ourselves on, on Christmas and on New Year's Day. Uh, but, of course, we will have syndicated programming around the football for you. Uh, but also today, as I said, you know, we can kind of keep it relaxed, keep it laid back. Lamone in Las Vegas had been asking for us to ask, you know, what's your favorite Christmas gift? And I will throw that question out there. I'll tell my story in a little bit. But the uh, that's, you know, just whatever it is that gets us in the holiday spirit. I finally started playing the Christmas music yesterday. I'll continue that today. And we can, uh, we can celebrate together. Speaking of celebrations, how great was it to hear Brian Helgeland yesterday say how much he likes being on WBSM because this is the station he grew up listening to? I, I was you know, pretty humbled by that. Here's, a, here's an Academy Award winner. And the history of this station might have helped shape who he became. Obviously not as much as, you know, the fishing industry and going out and working in Hollywood. But I like to think that maybe some of the ideas he came up with when he wrote some of his first movie scripts, such as 976 Evil and A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, maybe that was inspired by stuff he heard on the air here. Uh, but uh, the entire interview is available via the podcast. And I have an article up at WBSM.com and on the app where I included the audio in that and some some uh, production photos from Finest Kind and a trailer for the film. And it, it really, as I was going through and transcribing the interview, it was a lot of stuff that I hadn't heard him talking about in other interviews. And I think, you know, your questions that you all submitted are what made the difference. You know, you asked him things that he, he doesn't normally get asked. And he, was, he seemed like he was pretty um, impressed by your questions. So he did let that little bit of, I guess we'll call it news, slip where he said there's been very basic discussion. Not that it's happening, not that it's even a rumor, he said, but there's been a very basic discussion about possibly producing a finest kind series for Paramount Plus, telling other stories of New Bedford and of the fishing industry and of the things that happen on shore. 
And I, I think there is a lot of a lot to tell there. I think there is a complexity to characters people would be interested in. But you can read all of his comments at WBSM.com and on the app. But my favorite, my, one of my favorite things, well, first of all, I love the story of how he convinced Tommy Lee Jones to do the movie. But the part where he talks about how he could have made the movie five years ago if he had just agreed to film in Nova Scotia. And he had a great line that, you know, didn't, didn't go by me at the time, but certainly stood out to me even more as I was transcribing it. When he said, if I film here, talking about being up in Nova Scotia, this movie is like a Gordon Lightfoot song. This movie is supposed to be a Bruce Springsteen song. That's why I have to shoot it down in New Bedford. So there you go. An Oscar winner feels that New Bedford is the Bruce Springsteen of blue-collar towns, and that's, that's a hell of a compliment. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, thank you. Uh, again, thank you again for your service. I definitely appreciate it. I'm just wondering if any of your other listeners have gotten any information on this. Yesterday I received from the electric company that there's going to be rolling blackouts Somewhere around the middle of January, around the 9th to the 15th, I believe, and I could possibly be without power for five days. What? Yeah. Uh, no electricity for five days. And so I'm wondering if anybody else, any of your listeners, have received that same letter. So is, is your electric company Eversource? Yes, it is. So what yes, I what I can do is I can reach out to um, to Eversource and find out more. Awesome, yeah. Any information because I mean I've got two grandkids that live upstairs from me, and I know some other people that are on oxygen. Uh, I was just when I got this letter yesterday, I was like, oh my god, There's something about they're going to be doing some type of electricity work, and for the safety of the crew, they're going to shut it down for like five days. I don't have the document in front of me. It's at home right now because I'm on the highway. But again, if any of your other call uh, listeners have any information, that would be really awesome. And and you live in the city. This is for New Bedford. Yes, I live. Oh, we lost you. Off the Sherman Avenue in the West End. Okay. All right, I will. All right, uh, thank you again, Tim. I, I definitely 100% appreciate everything you guys do. Well, thank you so much. I will send that off, and I will let you know if I hear anything back. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Take care. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. And if you know anything about it, if you've gotten a similar letter, maybe you have it in front of you, you can give us a call, 508-996-0500. Um, I took a look on the Eversource site very quickly. I didn't say anything. There is... Um, there is a section about planned service interruptions and like what to do if there is a planned service interruption. But I don't see anything listed. Uh, what I would wonder, and, and again, we'll try to get the formal answer, but what I would wonder is if they're just warning you of the fact that, you know, that it might not be extended power outages but that it just might happen frequently over the course of five days as they're doing the work. So they shut it down, and then like five minutes later, they turn it back on, but then two hours later, they're going to have to do that again. You know, like, could it be a situation like that? And 
I don't know. That might wreak just as much havoc as having no power at all for five days. I remember, what was it, 2015, maybe, the year that we had the, 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 the two blizzards that, in my mind, you know, both happened during Patriots games, you know, both happened on a weekend. But I remember we had two blizzards, one in January and one in February, right around Valentine's Day, I think. Uh, again, I, I have a horrible memory, so I might have the details a little mixed up in my head. But the power went out, and I lost power for over a week. And we were living in my mother-in-law's basement. She had like a like a living room, den, whatever you want to call it, down in the basement along with a an office. And um, it had some bathroom and shower down there. So we just moved in. We brought uh, sleeping bags and air mattresses and everything. And we just lived there until our power was restored. I think I actually ended up going back to the house and staying at the house with no no heat or electricity so I could take care of the dog. Now, the dog was fine. The dog wasn't even cold. She'd lay next to me and I'd roll up to her and she'd be like, get off me with your cold, cold hands. But it was... Um, it was quite a challenge. I would just bring in like a little battery-powered heater and hope that didn't catch fire. It was dangerous, yes, but got through it. I mean, there was also the year that I had my my Chevy Silverado with no heat in the truck, and I had one of those little plug-in heaters that you plug into the cigarette lighter, and I clipped that to the visor. It It, it didn't do anything. Did not do anything. It would not warm up anything. But yeah, we'll see what we can find out about that and we will pass that information on to you. And if you know anything about it, if you've got the letter in front of you, 508-996-0500 is the number to call in. Uh, let's, uh, let's take another call here. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hi, good morning. Is that me? Yeah, I believe so. Only As our as oh. Bell used to say, only you know for sure if it's you. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Yeah, I've got the answer. I've called, uh, I got that same letter and I called, hang on, let me turn my radio down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I called Eversource last night. I texted them rather. Uh, that was a typo. They got back to me about 30 minutes later. Evidently, my particular case, uh, that first day, January 9th from 8.30 to 4.30, there'll be some either a loss of service or intermittent loss of service that, like you suggested, they didn't say. But that six-day thing evidently was a typo. They may be in the city for six days in different neighborhoods. Maybe, I don't know, I didn't get into that with them, but they told me my case particular in the West End was going to be from 8.30 to 4.30 on January 9th. There would be some power outage. Okay, the but maintenance. They're, they're not planning on having it be that entire time period. Nope, they said that would they explain that as a, a typo that it may like I said they didn't go any further. It might be in the in the city a big project that take six days, but any particular home it seems like would just be on one day. They mentioned January the ninth, which was the first day mentioned in the letter. That's what they told me my my power would be out. And and what was the time time window for that day? Eight thirty to four thirty. The letter said eight thirty to four thirty. Like the gentleman said, I just tuned in January ninth till Sunday, 
or whatever it was, the the 14th or 15th. I that can't be right. Well, and sure enough, that, that it's a typo. So evidently, either on January well, January 9th in my case, and it might be different dates through the through Sunday that week uh, for the rest of the city. But they said it was a typo that it would be six days. It's it's going to be all a part of one day, evidently, in my case. Hopefully, we have one of those weird weeks where it's uh, strangely warm for January. But I would recommend getting up early that morning, jacking the heat up. Uh, and then, uh, you know, that way there, when they turn it off, hopefully it, it retains some of that heat until it comes back on. Oh, yeah. I got the small generator, too, just in case. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So that's the deal. All right. Well, thank you so much for the information. Okay. Thanks. Have a good day. Merry Christmas. And uh, if you want to call in, 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. Um. Marissa, because someone requested some Cow Sills Christmas uh, yesterday via app chat, so I figured I would play that for you. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Morning, Tim. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Um, good. Um, now, uh, yesterday when that Brian was on, did, at the end, did they mention some bands? So he said that he's going to be working on a documentary about a band, but he didn't give me any indication as to what band it would be. I was joking. I was joking with Kristen afterwards. I was like, you know, naming some New Bedford bands. Yeah. Wilhelm Scream, right? Yep. As my nephew, that's my nephew's band. Yep. I mentioned them and we were talking afterwards about Smack and Isaiah and I oh, mentioned them too. Yep. I mentioned Neil McCarthy. I mentioned, uh, Pearly Baker. So I think, I think that, uh, it's probably, uh, a, a bigger band than that. It's probably he's probably talking about like a national act. Oh well, they they just came back from tour. Wilhelm Scream. Yeah, they I saw them on tour I, all the time. <laughs> I went into uh, Sixes and Sevens the other day, and I saw one of their posters up on the door when I went in. Was that the um, record store? No, that's the. Um, it used to be Cobblestones, and and now it's Sixes oh. and Sevens. Really great place. Oh, oh, it's a restaurant. It's a bar. Yeah, they oh, have the food. Bar. They have really good food. We went we went over there for lunch to to try some of the um, the things that they have over there, and it's it's very good. Oh yeah, it's always been nice there. Oh, that's good. So you're gonna have a nice big Christmas. 
Uh, it'll be pretty relaxed. I'll, I'll probably get together with my son on Christmas Eve, and then I go okay. over to my parents' house on Christmas Day. Yeah, we're doing Christmas Eve with friends and family, and then Christmas Day with family and friends again. <laughs> yeah, we keep it pretty laid back and relaxed. I wish I wish I was, but um, so <laughs> no, it's it's nice. But anyway, have a merry Christmas. So he's thinking about doing that with um, because my 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 nephew's always on um, I don't know on or that record store. What's that right name of the record store? In, uh, it's in Fairhaven. Purchase then. Street Records. Which one moves? Purchase Street Records. Yeah, they were okay, they were yeah. they were downtown on Purchase Street. Now they're on Pope's right, Island. Right, right. Yeah, they're good friends with Walt. They've been talking to that guy there. I don't know. But Ro- anyway, Roger's the man. Yeah. Yeah, he is. They, they said he's a great guy. My brother's my brother Joe is a musician also, and he uh, he's always in there. But anyway, that was from the band from the Lads. Do you hear the Lads? I've heard you mention them. Yeah. Yeah. That was my brother's band, my older brother. And my younger brother had a band, uh, Immortal Alice. <laughs> that was another good band. Yeah, they're all musicians but me. But anyway, that's right. quite, you don't well, want to hear me. You have a great Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you too. Merry Christmas. Take Bye-bye. care. And uh, it is time now to go into the newsroom and get all the headlines of the day with Ariel. On the other side of that, 508-996-0500. <laughs> Former Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani has filed for bankruptcy. A Georgia jury decided last week that Giuliani had to pay over $148 million in damages for defaming two election workers. In documents filed Thursday, Giuliani claimed he had between up to $500 million in liabilities and up to $10 million in assets. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and China's top military official talked for the first time in more than a year on Thursday. The Pentagon said U.S. officials hope the video teleconference could lead to a restoration of ties between the world's two biggest militaries. Donald Trump and GOP National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel reportedly tried to pressure two Detroit election officials to not certify Michigan's 2020 election results. The Detroit News on Thursday reported that a recording of a November 2020 phone call shows Trump and McDaniel pressuring two members of the Wayne County Board of Canvassers. The U.S. is supporting a resolution being drafted by the U.N. Security Council that calls for a pause in the Israeli war to allow aid to flow into Gaza. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield said Thursday that the U.S. is ready to move forward on the resolution, which calls for urgent and extended humanitarian pauses in the fighting for a sufficient number of days. The Los Angeles Rams knocked off the New Orleans Saints 30-22 to on Thursday night football. The Rams moved to 8-6 and six on the season and now hold the sixth seed in the NFC. Two games are on tap Saturday when the Bengals clash with the Steelers and the Chargers battle the Bills. And the New York City townhouse from Home Alone 2 is up for sale. The Upper West Side home where Kevin McAllister outsmarted the Sticky Bandits at the uncle's house has been listed on Zillow for $6.7 million. The home has been upgraded since it was featured in the film and now has a wine cellar, a snack bar, and a private garden. 
In sports, the Celtics continue their road trip tomorrow afternoon in Los Angeles. The team tips off against James Harden and the Clippers. Boston is coming off of a big win over the Kings where Jalen Brown and Derek White each had 28 points to lead in scoring. Peyton Pritchard also chipped in with 20 points off the bench. The Boston Globe reports head coach Bill Belichick wants to stay with the Patriots. However, owner Robert Kraft controls his fate and could part ways with the six-time Super Bowl winner. Meanwhile, two men have been charged in the death of a Patriots fan after an altercation at Gillette Stadium. Patriots fan Dale Mooney died after collapsing during a fight with a group of fans at the game between the Dolphins and New England in September. John Vieira and Justin Mitchell, both from Rhode Island, have been charged with disorderly conduct and assault and battery. New England squares off against the Broncos on Christmas Eve. And the Bruins are also on the road. The team faces off against the Jets in Winnipeg tonight. Boston has dropped four of their last five games, but hopes to snap a two-game skid following a recent loss to the wild in overtime now let's take a look at your local forecast with abc6 Good to be with you, everybody, on this Friday morning. Dry conditions, plenty of sunshine is in store for today. But this morning, we're dealing with winter values in the mid-upper teens. The temperature will be heading into the mid-upper 30s. Another cold afternoon, lighter wind with plenty of sunshine overnight tonight. Dry conditions as we head into a milder weekend. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station. 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. In 508-996-0500. And you know, the, a lot of the Christmas music that I like to play comes from the very special Christmas series of albums um, that were, you know, these albums that were designed as fundraisers. And they had at the time, you know, they came out in the, in the 80s, they had a couple of different albums and uh, they were overseen by Jimmy Iovine at um, at A&M Records, and they were used to raise money for the Special Olympics. And so you had tracks like that, Christmas All Over Again by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. 
That's where Christmas Baby Please Come Home, my the U2 version, comes from. Uh, bon Jovi covering Backdoor Santa, <laughs> the great Clarence Carter song, which I will not be playing because uh, I don't want to get an FCC fine. Um, also, they came out with future albums uh, that included some some more modern artists. They, they came out with, a, I think, how many? Four? All together, but they weren't all under that very special Christmas title. I don't believe. I'm just taking a quick look here. Uh, very special Christmas three. It was a very special Christmas lie. Oh no, they did. They did come out with five. That one was released in two thousand one. So there's there's lots of uh, great songs. On those and and a lot of artists that kind of would uh, would go back again and again. To me, though, one of the Christmas music traditions. And if if you were a late night TV fan, you know that this is something that has been going on for for decades, and not so much anymore because David Letterman's no longer on the air. But Darlene Love would appear every year on Late Night with David Letterman and sing Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home. And because Dave has now been off the air, she hasn't really been doing that, but they recently reunited and um, filmed a little video. And, of course, she sang the song. And it was just, that was... That was kind of the whole thing. Like, it wasn't Christmas until it was 28 years that she did it. And it wasn't Christmas until she performed it. But they got together on YouTube and had a little chat and talked about it. And, of course, she then performed it. And they would do it because it's the only holiday song that David Letterman likes. Curmudgeon that he is. But that's that's a great performance of that song and a legendary, iconic singer. Not only for her, you know, performances back in the 60s, but also as someone who carried that through and diversified her career. I mean, a lot of people forget she played uh, Danny Glover's wife in the Lethal Weapon series of films. So that's, you know, just little things like that that make it feel like Christmas. It's, you know, like, oh, what's your Thanksgiving tradition? My Thanksgiving tradition is I have to play Alice's Restaurant. And in fact, now that I have a hand in, in programming here, that's what I wanted to do on Thanksgiving. I wanted, to, I wanted to just program Alice's Restaurant to play, but we couldn't do it because we had NFL football triple header on Thanksgiving. But one of these one of these years, I'll get my way. One of these years, we'll have Alice's Restaurant exactly at noon like it's supposed to be. Anyway, 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break, and we'll be back in a few moments. Christmas is the time to say I love you. Share the joys and laughter and the
manager over at Purchase Street Records. His uncle Bobby was the drummer for Billy Squire. Uh, so 508-996-0500. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Morning, Tim. Morning. Morning. Merry Christmas. To you as well. Yeah. Um, so did did you end up finding out? I was just wondering about this this morning because I didn't get to, to hear if you uh, interviewed that the realtor or the, the person who was looking into that old Sunrise Bakery spot. So I, I do know a little bit about what's going on. I've just been asked to kind of sit on some information for a little bit um, until everything is formalized and closed because uh, things haven't officially closed, but it looks like everything's going to be okay. Right. Can you give us a hint? Like a Christmas hint? Um, I, can, I can say that nothing's changing. Nothing. So it'll still be a bakery. That'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. That, that, that'll, that'll be... Uh, I mean, my guess. Hey, I gotta, I gotta say, um, Chris's interview yesterday with uh, with the guy from uh, Penitentiary. Yeah, with Carl Drew. That, that was, yeah, that was that was such a big get for him. You know, for for that interview for the for the station, that was so, that was really interesting. I'm probably gonna end up watching the the Fall River documentary, but if that was a book, I would probably buy that book if if it ever came out in print. There, and, and there are like a, like there are books on the case, but the books all all paint Carl Drew as this you know Satanist murderer. Right, right. But like, if if it came out more in like a I don't know, like a mystery of who did it kind of thing. Like it's it they were they accused this guy, but it's the 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 killer could still be out there. I mean, there's a lot of questions around that case. And, you know, we started covering it way back in the, the early days of Spooky South Coast when we used to get letters from Carl Drew. He was listening to us in, in prison, and he would send letters to, through uh, through a, a, one of our, like, friends who, who was also a listener. And he was trying to get us even back then, like, oh, you've got to tell my story. You've got to tell the truth. And I'm thinking to myself, because at the time, all we really know is the information that's out there. And I'm like, this, this guy's just trying to get us to, you know, push whatever narrative he's trying to change this to but uh in the years since right. you know and knowing all this i'm like well listen the the whole thing is fishy the whole thing is suspicious how do you convict somebody of a murder based on assuming he committed another murder he was never convicted of committing yeah yeah that's why it's it was wild i i was I, I didn't want to leave my truck like during the during entire interview when uh when the guy was actually talking just because i was like oh oh this is because I remember growing up. Now, you and I grew up in the same era, <clears throat> which was after this whole thing went down. Mm -hmm. And in like the, the 90s, early, early 90s, probably about 10 years after this whole murder thing, they, uh, my, my parents would be like, oh, yeah, there was, uh, you know, don't go near the Freetown State Forest. They say can't rituals out there. It was like, well, you know, when, when you were going out with your friends and you'd be, like, going out into the woods, and my parents were always, like, going through that satanic panic thing, and it was like, they, they could be anywhere now. You know, they, they, they got scared out, maybe scared out of the Freetown State Forest, and they could be in our backyard or, you know, in a, in a larger area in Dartmouth or, or uh, Westport. I, I just remember it like it was yesterday, just the, it, all the stories my parents went through uh, for, like, the late 80s into the early 90s, my, my parents would tell that same story over and over again, just to be careful. If you see any, you know, upside down um, crosses, or if you see any upside down stars, 
you know, make sure you guys get out of there quick. It's crazy. It, it, it really affected our, almost our entire generation around here. And you know what's funny, too, about it is, like, so it became so much the telephone game where everybody kind of added details into it. Everybody yeah. kind of, you know, and, and the details themselves are, are pretty horrific. Uh, but, you know, it all kind of changed and morphed. And, and I, st- I remember I started to think something was, you know, more to the story was happening way back when, when Robin Murphy was released and she got a state job. You know, like, when, when does a convicted murderer get a state job? You have to know somebody. It happens all the time. Yeah, you just drop into UMass Domitz. Well, I mean, <laughs> just, it, it... Just find a, find, a, find a profession at UMass Domitz just like everybody else. And, and by the way, she'd probably still be out today if she wasn't dumb enough to hang around with other felons and, and get caught. So, you know, I, I right. it, the whole thing is just, it's, it's a, it's a ridiculous... And when you watch that docuseries, um, you're, you're going to... Uh, really kind of question how this even happened the way that it did. And that's nothing against Sylvia and all the people that were involved in this in the investigation, but it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy when you look at it and you say, what, how, but then you right. gotta, you just gotta look back to the Ron Pina era of, of being the district attorney. Right. Did, um, I, I kept hearing Alan Sylvia, is that any relation to the state rep or is it the state rep? No, it can't be. No, I believe it's the same person. Is it? Yeah. Isn't it? Maybe I'm wrong. How old, how old would Alan? How old would Alan Sylvia be back in 1980 from now? I don't, um, I don't know how old he is. I'm not sure. So if he was 20, oh yeah, if, if he was 20 back then, an early guy, you know, a, a young cop or whatever. Yeah, no, same guy. And no kid, that's wild. That's even more wild. I don't know why I had to think about that. I knew I knew it was the same. I don't know yeah. why I had to think about it, but I, I, it's, it's Christmas Friday, so my brain is already on vacation. Right, it's it's yeah, it's completely on vacation. That that's completely fine. Um, and then on top of that, after this, after the murders there, they had the the one forty murders, right? It was right in the same ballpark of a about frame, right? uh, about uh, almost a decade later, where the um, the highway murders happened, and and you know some people try to conflate so them I, and connect them, but they're they're most likely not connected. Right, yeah, my because I remember my parents kind of morphing two stories together they were like oh you got the murders over here it's it's only been a few years after after the murders of freetown could it, yeah i remember like crazy time like crazy stories my, my parents are very paranoid you had the mary oh, lou aruda murder out in the state forest i mean there was there was a lot of things that that made people weary of of being in this area especially you know single women late at night yeah yeah it's crazy well, if you do get a chance to see the docuseries, let me know what you think, because I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good, and I've heard they're working on a sequel. So, Oh, that'd be that'd be cool. That'd be definitely cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely probably uh, grab a subscription to, to Paramount Plus just to see this. I think it's on, isn't it on, um, it's on MGM Plus. Oh, what, what, was, what was the Paramount Plus? Is that uh, the New Bedford one? Yeah, that's Finest that's, Kind. That's the New Bedford uh, Finest Kind. Yeah. There's a lot coming out, coming out for this area, so I'm getting confused with all the streaming services. Yeah, so, yeah. There's there's a docu series coming out on the highway murders eventually too. So, lots of stuff happening. Um, you're right. I, I I know the guy who did it, so it doesn't matter. And, and anybody who is who knows who I am, and they know exactly who I'm talking about. Hmm. Some, so, so, send send me a message on that one. Nah, no, 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 no. It's just, it's like an inside joke kind of thing. But, okay. But, all right. Well. We will uh, we'll talk more about that sometime over some beers. 
Ah, yeah, that sounds good. All right, Tim. You have, have a Merry Christmas. Christmas. All right, bye. Take care. All right, we are going to take our last break of the hour. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right, that is going to do it for this hour. Coming up in the next hour, more with you, 508-996-0500. You can also hit us up on app. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.